It is time. KZS Sam. It is Sunday. Time for IASIS. And we've got uh, Kathy Lares here in the studio with us. Wearing that Cardinals cap, too. Yeah. Go UIW. There we go. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. And uh, got our new music to start us off there for our uh, theme music. And uh, what are we going to be talking about today, Kathy? So today, well, as you know, the show um, corners around the people in, that have been in the city, um, you know, from about the 1900s and the uh, businesses that they had and the um, civic organizations that they were in. But um, also, uh, along with that, you know, once you're done with the things that you do as you make a living or the organizations that you're in, there's also that part of your, of your daily life. And so we're going to talk about the things that back in the 1930s um, were um, an integral part of the social things that people did. And so we're going to talk about the uh, Mexican movies that were prevalent uh, in Mexico uh, during a time between 1936 and 1956. Uh, And in English, it's called the Golden Age of Mexican Cinema. But in Spanish, it's called Epoca del Oro del Cine Mexicano. Okay. And so um, I uh, am a little tied to this because I, I think for myself, you know, at the age that I'm at, a lot of these movies and a lot of these artists and a lot of the musicians that were in these movies, um, I got to know through watching these and listening to these uh, songs uh, with my father and my mother, and they in turn did the same with, with their parents. So if I look at myself and I think, now, God, that's three generations already of people that have seen these movies and listen to these um, songs and the memories that have been made along the way. And so many of these songs today uh, still resonate with a lot of the, the Spanish-speaking culture. So, um, Well, and movies were a big part of the, the time and the culture back in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. Was that, you know, we talked uh, when we were, last week when we were kind of getting things ready, I was talking about my dad. You know, every Saturday he would go down to the movies and that they'd have, you know, and you talked about the stories of your dad going down to the movies and, you know, that uh, this was every week that was their, what they worked to make money to do, you know. And yeah, and it's not like today where um, you have so many things to choose from, you know, uh, social media, you've got all types of uh, things that you can see with the influencers on TikTok, you can go to YouTube and find all kinds of content. But back then, there really wasn't a lot to choose from. It was, you know, you went to the movies or you listened to, if you had a radio, you listened to the songs that were coming from the radio. And if you didn't, then, you know, somebody somewhere in your family or in, you know, in your social circle, either uh, played the violin or played the guitar. And so these songs would be repeated, you know, as you got together socially. And you had the newspaper. And that was about it. You know, magazines maybe, but that was your influence from outside your entertainment but when you went to the movies it was not just going and seeing the main movie you would have a cartoon you would have a newsreel some reel uh-huh. you know you would have uh, something going on you know talk about the war and things like that as well mm-hmm. and uh, so it was interesting that you know you would have the same movie theater would be to both the anglo hispanic to uh you know, African-American, you know, it, they'd have to have different times and serve. And, you know, it was interesting how even then it was still, uh, you you had, you know, the general movies, but it was still kind of uh, differentiated between the races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I was going to try to do a little bit of histories to the movie theaters here um, when they first started to play uh, the Spanish-speaking um, uh, movies. But I didn't have time to, so maybe we can talk about that at, at another time. And I do know that here, um, I have been told that, there, as you said, that uh, they were a little segregated. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say because I, ca- I can't remember what I was told, but I'll, I'll find that out and then I'll, I'll come back and then I'll say, yes, what, what I remember is, is actually true or not. But, but I do know that there was some type of segregation. Um, so um, the Golden... Uh, Age of Mexican cinema started around 1936, and it went all the way 
1956. And uh, what made the uh, this particular time in Mexico, um, I, I think it was a perfect storm. Uh, as we know, during the 1930s, Hitler was coming into, into power, uh, I think 1933. And so as uh, the years moved forward, there was all these uh, things that were unknown uh, going on in Europe. And um, Europe uh, entered into a war. And so a lot of the um, things that were used for the movie making uh, were not accessible anymore. So um, movies weren't being made. And at this time, Mexico started to produce a lot of movies. And they were well known for the quality of the movies that they were putting out. The storylines were just impeccable. Uh, the music that was, you know, the musical scores that were being made were uh, phenomenal. And so um, it really did usher in a time for Mexico to sit on this throne of, of the, the movies. And so the first movie attributed to the Golden Age is a movie in 1936 called uh, Allá en el Rancho Grande. And it starred a gentleman by the name of Tito Guisar and Esther Fernandez. And um, there is a song uh, in the uh, movie called Allá en el Rancho Grande. And I think we have a, uh, a clip of the song. Right, we're gonna play that for you right now then. And uh, <laughs> here you go. There we go, sorry about that. here in the studio and uh so kathy we were, we were talking about you know 1936 and uh you know just the uh, uh you know with the movies and uh how um you know the the makeup and everything there you know of the uh the stars that they had in the movies you know uh but uh we were talking about the uh the influences mm -hmm. you know for the uh for what they were playing and everything yeah, and you mentioned that you thought uh, by looking at his photo that he uh, was kind of unique in, in his looks. But I think that um, a lot of people don't realize that Mexico really is a country that is made up of a lot of different nationalities. Um, you know, during the, the conquest of Spain and after, you had a lot of people that came from all different parts of, of the world because, you know, of the monarchies. And so you did have a lot of Italians that came over. You had um, a, a lot of French that were here. 
after the uh, you know the um, the war there in Mexico with the French. So there really are a lot of different cultural influences there in Mexico. You know, we're not all uh, indigenous there. Uh, so yeah, that that was quite interesting that you did mention that. But um, there are just a lot of really interesting facts about the movies there in Mexico. The first talkie, the first Mexican talkie was a movie called uh, Santa. And that was in 1932. And uh, the uh, stars of uh, that movie were Lupita Tovar and Juan Jose Martinez Casado. And it, it's just a really, really sad story. A lot of the stories that they did put out in the beginning were melodramas that uh, would, would leave you in tears. And so, yeah, that... Kind that, of like novellas today, huh? Kind of, yeah, kind of like novellas today. And so a lot of the artists that came on at, 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 at that time, and I know everybody's probably going to remember uh, this name, uh, Sarita Garcia. And um, Sarita Garcia is very famous. Uh, she's an, uh, an icon, and uh, she's well known for playing a lot of the grandmother roles in a lot of the, a lot of the movies that she came out in and then later on went on uh, to a star in uh, telenovelas. And uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Sarita Garcia was the face for Abolita Chocolate. So um, after um, they sold it, the Nestle's company bought it. And so, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you see Abolita, that is Sarita Garcia on, on, on the cover of, of the chocolate. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we all know that one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's her. Yeah, that's her. Oh, wow. And so, uh, yeah, there, um, I guess you want, let's play another another song. Um, what do we got here? Let's take a quick station ID break. This is KCSM.org, True Community Radio. And uh, Sarai Isis with Kathy Lauren. We're talking about the uh, uh, golden age of cinema in Mexico, Oro. And uh, we'll be right back with you here, KCSM. And uh, uh, thank you for tuning in and uh, supporting True Community Radio here in San Marcos, Texas. Wait, do I hear bagpipes? No, I can't. I can't be hearing bagpipes. Not on KCSM.org. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Limey's Lass has a show on Saturdays. Celtic Corner comes on at noon. I guess I am hearing bagpipes. Oh, what a day. I can't wait to see what else she's going to play for me. Every Sunday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KZSM.org, Roots and Branches takes you down the highways, byways, side streets, and back alleys of music. Join me, Tony Wilson, your hosting guide on this weekly journey through the wonderful world of music from Texas and beyond. All you have to do is log on and listen. It's just that easy. It's summertime here in Texas. For a lot of kids, it's the best time of the year. But plenty of children in Texas and across the U.S. depend on the meals they get at school. For them, summer can be a time of hunger. That's why I'm teaming up with my friends at No Kid Hungry to make sure every kid gets a healthy food that they need when school's out. If you need to find free meals for your kids this summer, just text the word FOOD to 304-304 to find a local program serving free meals in your community. That's F-O-O-D to 304-304. Let's make sure every kid has a great summer. La familia Mendoza empezar el día oyendo esto. Es algo habitual. Por suerte, ir al bosque y terminar el día escuchando esto otro. Es posible. Ese respiro que tu familia necesita está a menos de 90 minutos. El Bosque, más cerca de lo que crees. Entra en descubreelbosque.org y descubre el bosque más cercano. Un mensaje del Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el Ad Council. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcome. All ages are welcome. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. Oops. Didn't mean to do that one twice. Uh, there we go. <laughs> 
We're back with you here, and uh, Raisis with uh, Rob Burke and uh, Kathy Laura, your host here, and uh, in the KZSM studio on a hot 100-degree day out there, but uh, hopefully you are staying in chilled and uh, tuning in with us here tonight on uh, this show. And I was kidding about the Cardinals. Now, what? why is the Cardinals important? you got to talk about that. Oh, quick. so it's the University of the Incarnate Word. And that's from Mercedes went to school at, and so she graduated there in uh, in uh, San Antonio, and it's uh, on Broadway Street. Yeah, and so, so it's just a beautiful campus, and so that that's where she went to school. And so I'm supporting the proud proud, proud mom. Proud I just mom, yes, yes, I just had to had to bring that one up. And then also, wasn't the uh, what was the team that your uh, 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 that your uh, granddaughter? Oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, Camila. She uh, went to Laredo mm-hmm. and uh, went to play for the. I think it's like a World Series in uh, Pony League. Yeah. Uh, in uh, I want to say eight U, ten U, something something like that. And uh, she played with a team out of San Antonio uh, that represented the uh, Edwood, uh, Edwood, uh, see, Edgewood, 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 School, yeah, Edgewood District. School District. And so she went uh, last week, and unfortunately, they came up short in the very last game. But they were close. Yeah. I mean, you know. And yeah, and they, was... they lost by one point, so the score was like eight to seven. But yeah, they lost in the at the very last game. But you know, I I, I said to her, you know, it it was a, a good run, something to remember, and you know, you got really close, and a lot of people don't even get that far. So I was, you know, really excited for her and happy for her. And she, I I was laughing because I asked her, you know, how, how did how do you, how do you feel? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's okay. She's like, uh, I think I'm gonna go eat a steak now. So. <laughs> So well, who knows? She'll she's going to be on her way to to doing some good sports stuff from yeah, here so, on out. So. so hopefully that's that's what we hope for. All right. So the the next movie we're going to talk about is a movie called Así es mi tierra, and um, it starred uh, Mario Moreno, and um, Mario Moreno is another iconic uh, uh, movie star uh, in Mexico, and we know him as Cantinflas. And so uh, Mario Moreno's first movie was in 1936, and it was a movie called No Te Engañes Corazón, and it was directed by Miguel Contreras Torres, and it starred Sarita Garcia, Estanislado Shelinsky, and of course Cantinflas. So that was his very first film. And um, I'd also like to say that um, I... Uh, saw that uh, in Laredo at the uh, Webb uh, Heritage Foundation Museum that they have a, a um, event there that is showcasing 37 of the uh, movie posters. And so it's showcasing a lot of the movies that he was in. And so I called them there at the uh, museum and asked to do an interview with them, and they so graciously said yes. So we will go ahead and, and talk to them sometime next week, and we will go ahead and put uh, our interview with the museum director here at Raices. So we'll showcase that within the next, the next two weeks, within the next two weeks. And so we want to go ahead and play a clip from uh, the movie Así es mi tierra, and uh, the uh, singer on this is somebody called Tata Nacho y su rondala. And so here is a... a, a uh, a clip from the song Así es mi tierra. Tu calor, 
es mi tierra, tiene el pecho adolorido, así es mi tierra, disimula su dolor, así es mi tierra, sufre amor y canta olvido. back with you here in the studio as we are talking about the golden age of cinema in Mexico. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was 1937. Yeah, isn't that such a be- beautiful composition? It's so pretty. And um, there were uh, a lot of stars that came out at that time. And one of the most famous ones who came out making movies at this time was a gentleman by the name of Pedro Almendares. You may not know his name, but he also transitioned over and uh, came into the United States and started working in the in the westerns uh, in the 1950s and 1960s. So uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in one of the uh, future shows that we're going to be having. But uh, yeah, he he was a real famous uh, movie star at that time, and um, you had uh, other people like Dolores Camarillo and uh, Consuelo Frank. Isabella uh, Corona. So there were quite a bit of, of, of stars that came out of this, you know, at this time frame in Mexico. And uh, let's see here. Let's go in. Well, what you got about two more minutes here before the break, Kathy. Is there? Okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, we were going to do a song called uh, the from the movie. Right. We're going to do that one right after the break. Here we've got, but. Um, I think let me go back a second because I, before we get let's get into that one right after okay. the break. But I want to go back. I, I really like that you know you saw this about these movie posters, and you know we said you know we really wanted to. Yes, maybe this is in Webb County that they're having this uh, uh, um, display. You know this uh, uh, not display. What am I trying to think of? But uh, presentation exhibit. 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 Yeah. Thank you, exhibit. Uh, but uh, this is something that you know all across Texas that we can really try to to bring home because you know here is something that the the movie posters can go back and bring back the memories of. The movies, and we can do some research, and we can find out about the old movie theaters, and we can dig into some of these things that you know we were talking about, and we can get the stories from people. Well, and and, and even though, like you said, it is in Webb County, but who cannot relate to a Cantinflas movie? Everybody growing up, and so, it like I said, it's something that that I watched, you know, with my father, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there just like me that will remember. Oh well, I saw this with my grandfather, or I remember I saw this movie. So it's part of our culture you yeah. know so i i think it's important it's it's, it's an important uh, exhibit and uh yeah so hopefully somebody maybe i'll run into somebody and they'll say oh yeah i remember doing this with my grandfather you know and uh Cantinflas was like i said he's an icon uh, i i think there are a lot of people that don't don't even know his name is mario moreno they just call him Cantinflas. yeah and uh, that, because that's what you were saying when you said that it's like <laughs> oh yeah you know that's that's what you would remember <laughs> so uh yeah, this is great. This is what we're doing the show for. Well, and lots of reasons why, but uh, I, I love, I just wanted to highlight that a little bit because I, I think that that is the, uh, is some of the value of what we're doing here in Community Radio. So thank you, Kathy. Kathy, Laura, and uh, here on Rises, and uh, this is Rob Burke, and uh, we're going to be right back after this station ID break. Together, we build schools out of abandoned buildings. Together, we bring food to hungry children in need. Together, 
we see solutions instead of problems. We are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, community leaders in your neighborhood and around the globe, brought together to do one thing, make more good happen. Connect with us at rotary.org. Together, we are Rotary, and we are people of action. What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on kzsm.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at kzsm.org, San Marcos, Texas. On the radio, this is the Sweet Honey Bear Blues on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Till 10 o'clock, you got me giving you what you just didn't know you needed. Tuesday night, the uh, Smooth Honey Bear Blues. Uh, just one more of our wonderful community radio shows that you can catch here on kcsm.org, True Community Radio. And uh, every Sunday here from uh, 7 to 8 o'clock, Kathy is uh, here bringing you stories of our community and uh, with you know some insights and uh, trying to, to tie some things in with you know what's going on now, what's going on in our past, and what's going on in our future here on Rises. So uh, let's, what's the uh, next one is we're talking about the golden age of uh, Mexican cinema. And so the next movie is a movie uh, from 1937 called La Madrina del Diablo, and it starred Jorge Negrete, uh, Carlos Durango, Maria Fernandez Ibanez, uh, Maria de los Angeles, and um, Jorge Negrete went on to play in a lot, star in a lot of the movies, and he he uh, was iconic because he sang a lot of the songs in a lot of the movies that were that were being put out at the time, and. Um, he was an extremely handsome man, and so a lot of the women just gravitated to the movies that he made. Uh, you know, what's there, what is there not to like? You've got a, a, a good movie, it's, it's got a great synopsis and good music, and on top of that, you have a very handsome man starring in the starring roles. So um, he was extremely popular in, in, in Mexico and here in the United States. And so we have a song that we're going to play from, from that movie. Uh, the name of the song is? Oh, uh, he's... Madrina del, del Diablo, right? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to, I was going to let you do the name of the song. <laughs> I rather than me knocking it out the wrong way. Okay, and uh, so uh, here we go. <laughs> Llegaste a mi vida a encender la hoguera de mi alma dormida y con mis caricias calmé tus dolores dejando en tu pecho Promesas de amor y en la noche triste de mi fantasía, la imagen tú fuiste de mi idolatría. La dicha de verte fue mi loco anhelo y estará a tu lado mi solo consuelo. Thank you. 
with you here in the studio as we are doing music from the golden age of uh, Mexican uh, cinema and uh, I just I, the vocals and how strong the voice was uh, you know the singers I mean you know just very uh, uh, I know it's a different style you know to our ears now you know uh, but uh, you know this was uh, you know think of Frank Sinatra you know, think of the the crooners. You know, and here and this was. You know, you're right. You know, here's this this uh, you know dashing man. You know that has this voice that just makes the ladies just melt. You know, and uh, you know who wouldn't want to have uh, him uh, headlining your movie? You know. Yeah, and and the musical scores that were put out at that time, you it just wasn't the the one song. You know, there were two or three or four songs in in the whole movie that uh you know would would make it out there and they'd make it all the way up to the to the top and they'd be played you know continuously in in the spanish radio so you know you always had hits when when uh, these movies were made um i also want to talk about some of the movies that um did win awards uh and so um in 1946 a movie called maria candelaria was awarded the Golden Palm, mm. and they received uh, that award at the Cannes Film Festival. Okay. Yeah. yeah in, in France. In France. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So that's a pretty big deal, you know, when, yeah. at, at that time. At that time, that yeah. was 1947. 1947. And so coming out of the war. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then another movie was called The Pearl, and that movie got a uh, Golden Globe. Hmm. Here, and what he, year? here in the United yeah, States. What, yeah, what year was that? Um, I think it was also 1946 or 1947. Yeah. 1947 was The Pearl. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Maria Candelaria was 1943. Yeah, so, you know, they, they, they were putting out movies that, that were winning awards. And so... Well, and I, international awards, too. Yeah, international. And you know, and I, that's said uh, to be... Uh, and, you know, there was... It wasn't just a few people watching. You know, this was, you know, in the the, the Spanish, right. you know, language, you know, across the globe, you know. And I think that's where we kind of, uh, you know, miss that, that coming out of Mexico was, you know, just the same as coming out of, you know, California, you know. And, uh, you know, with the, um, you know, here was a, you know, a place that was, uh, you know, had a, an industry that was, uh, you know, where the weather was good, right? You know, and you could have, uh, you know, it was, uh, they had just came out of the revolution, you know, things were quieted down, you know, and it was rebuilding. And, you know, I, I think this was a time that it could be this golden age for them. Well, and, and to be fair, you know, uh, with a lot of the other countries, they, you know, they were, you know, embedded in a war, they were slowly coming out of, out of a war. So Mexico at that time had had the opportunity and the availability to really pump out these great works of arts that they did because nobody else was was putting such uh, movies out in, in the mass productions that Mexico was putting them out in at the time. Yeah, the the next song we're going to talk about in the movie is called Perfidia, and uh, Perfidia was um, a songs uh, a movie st in uh, made in nineteen thirty nine starting Maria Teresa Montoya and Maria Tamayo and Domingo Soler. And so we're going to play Perfidia. Nadie comprende lo que sufro yo Pues ya no puedo sollozar Sola, temblando de ansiedad estoy Todos me miran y se van Perfidia 
si yo alguna vez te he dejado de adorar y al mar espejo de mi corazón las veces que me ha visto llorar la perfidia de tu amor te he buscado donde quiera que yo voy y no te puedo hallar ¿Para qué quiero otros besos si tus labios no me quieren ya besar? Y tú, ¿quién sabe por dónde andarás? ¿Quién sabe qué aventura tendrás? ¿Qué lejos estás de mí? with you here kzsm.org true community radio and uh uh kathy laura here with us and we're talking about the golden age of uh mexican cinema uh, i said that song was sung by lupita palomera and um i uh you know doing a lot of this research found that um n- not only did a lot of these songs make it to the big screen um you know in the mexican cinema but so many of these songs have become iconic in a lot of the movies that uh, have been made here in the United States. And so, you know, we're going to do a show on that. But, um, you know, as you know, Perfidia made its way uh, into uh, the big band sound. And so many of the uh, orchestras, uh, you know, in the 1940s, Glenn Miller, Artie Shaw, uh, this was a standard for them to play. Of course, it was done a little bit different than the movie version, but, you know, you, you can't live in the United States and, and not hear big band music and not, not hear the song being played. Um, you know, this particular song also, uh, you know, made its way into, I think, uh, Casablanca. Mm-hmm. And um, in uh, one of the movies by Hitchcock uh, starring uh, Cary Grant and uh, Ingrid Bergman. Is that North by Northwest? Uh, no. Notor- Notorious? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, I, shoot. I'm not the. Yeah. I'm not a Hitchcock fan yeah. as much as I should be, I guess. And you know, also in the Mambo Kings. So we'll talk uh, a little bit further about this song, you know, at a later date at a at a different show. All right. Well, let's take a quick station ID break. And you're listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas, and we will be right back with you after this break. Tune in to Texas River Tonk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. Come join the party with Texas River Tonk Fridays from noon to 2 on kzsm.org, True Community Radio. And hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Texas River Tonk. That's at TX River Tonk. This is Free Thought Radio with co-hosts Dan Barker and Annie Laurie Gaylor. Irreverent views, news, music, and interviews. Tune in Mondays, 11 a.m. to hear Free Thought Radio right here on kzsm.org, your true community radio station. Free Thought Radio is underwritten locally by the Hill Country Freethinkers. Get your San Marcos sports news with On The Record Sports. Join hosts Drew King, Deshaun Hartley, and Jude McLaren 
every Thursday at 5 p.m. right here on KZSM.org. On the Record Sports is presented by the San Marcos Daily Record. Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix, and I am the host of the all-new Latin Energy Show on KZSM.org San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. and join the Latin Energy Party. It's all about community connection here, so tune in, support, and we'll see you on KZSM.org. And yes, you can catch that. It's one of our newest shows, and uh, Josh is here with the Latin Energy Party every Thursday afternoon, so tune in. And, uh, it, you know, we're, we're here playing stuff from the 30s and the uh, golden age of, uh, uh, of Mexican cinema, and he's playing stuff from uh, today's uh, artists, and, uh, you know, we're covering all bookends here. So uh, check that show out every Thursday afternoon at uh, 4 o'clock. But uh, you are here with Kathy, Laura, and uh, Raices on uh, KZSM on Sunday nights. Uh, we do this every Sunday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. And uh, so, Kathy, what's the uh, next uh, one that we're going to play for everybody? Or what? Or lead us into that with uh, where we're going. So, well, I wanted to talk about the composers of the time, too, that composed for a lot of these uh, movies. That, uh, the ones that started... Gave way to a, to a lot, uh, the opportunity for a lot of the newer ones to come in for the films that were going to come after the 1940s. So you had uh, singers like Pedro Infante, and of course we went over Jorge Negrete, but uh, Agustin Lara, who was a, a singer and a composer, also became very famous, as well as uh, Jose Alfredo Jimenez, and we started to see Pedro Vargas as well. So all these are well-named uh, musicians and songwriters that that uh, that wrote songs for the movies of this time. But the last movie that we're going to talk about is a movie uh, in 1948, so a little bit after, but still within that 1956-1936 uh, time frame, called Nosotros Los Pobres. And um, it starred uh, Pedro Infante. And this is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. And... Um, I have to say, I'm just a big Pedro Infante fan. I love all his music, and I've seen just about uh, you know every single one of his movies. So you know, I'm 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 big on this guy right here. All right. And uh, the song that we're gonna play for you is a song called Amorcito Corazón. <laughs> Que se prenda en el calor de nuestro gran amor, mi amor. Yo quiero ser un solo ser, un ser contigo. Te quiero ver en el querer. de un beso bordeló quisiera amorcito corazón decirte mi pasión por ti compañero ser el bien y el I was asking Kathy uh, off uh, the mic here, you know, about why that was her favorite. And, uh, you know, it's, I can see 
you know, he's just got that look to him. But uh, you were saying about how he did, he was able to do so many different roles. Yeah, he, he, he was really good at comedy. He could play comedy. And, of course, you know, he was a protagonist and a lead, lead role in a lot of the movies. So he was really good at, at playing different uh, different roles in, in, in movies. And, of course, he had such a beautiful voice. And he has sung some of the most iconic songs uh, in, in Mexico. And so I just, you know, I can't say enough. He's, he's by far one of my favorites. All right. And we're uh, here with Kathy Laura on uh, Rice is talking about uh, all of the uh, golden age of uh, Mexican cinema here. And uh, so next week we're going to, uh, hopefully this week uh, we'll be able to have that interview and have that for you coming up here. Uh, maybe not next week, but uh, follow up uh, depending on who we've yeah. got for next week. Yeah, and we have we have a lot of a lot of things coming up. You know, as you know, September is going to be a National Hispanic Month. And so uh, we are going to do a couple of interviews with um, a second generation um, people whose uh, families have had businesses here in San Marcos, I think, uh, pretty close to about 50 years and over. So we'll highlight um, a few of the businesses in September. And um, in uh, August, uh, St. John's is going to be celebrating an anniversary. And so we're going to have somebody come talk to us about um, how people used to do fundraising in the past as opposed to how they do it now. And hopefully we'll get one of the families uh, in here who um, has uh, a large, large amount of um, Fiesta Queens. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to talking to that family and having them come down and talk to us. Because, you know, I think the first Fiesta Queen was crowned in 1948 or 49. So that's, that's a lot of Queens. Well, and uh, you've got a little history with that, too. We were talking about it last yeah. week. And, uh, you know, so you'll have a little bit of insight into that. I, I, and, you know, I, it's the fundraising that's interesting, the way that we used to do that around town. You know, so many different things, you know, to to get people involved. And uh, it's... Uh, uh, and it was interesting reading the uh, the old pamphlets uh, talking about the uh, the church and just looking back, you know, at, at uh, you know at the church. Yeah, and if we're and if we're lucky, maybe somebody will mention the sisters that that used to be here in in our town. They were a very integral part of the St. John's community. So yeah, I'm looking forward to having those conversations. And then um, for next week, I think uh, we will either uh, do the uh, the web museum. Uh, interview and if not then we'll talk about the uh, Mexican songs that made their way into the um, movies in Hollywood okay yeah. and uh, so we've got uh, lots more coming up for you get the interview and we've got uh, you know uh, some more uh, folks here from town and also if you have any ideas you have any memories you have anything just uh, contact us here at uh, you know click on that contact button uh, and uh, contact us now or send us an email at kcsm sam marcos at gmail.com and get the message to us so kathy you know the the golden age you know it, it kind of died out in the 50s and you know then you know it's like where did this kind of go with the cinema you know it just kind of died out or did it go well, no, to the it, tv it, no, or it, it continued but the, the movie started to change and so uh you started to see more of the rancheras that were starting to come in um uh, i think there were some that did do um uh some movies kind of with the uh 1960s kind of movement where you started to see kind of like the uh, I guess we would compare it to like to the Frankie Valley kind of stuff yeah. that was going on here, and so. But I think that kind of happened here in the United States too, because I love a lot of the black and white movies and the music from the uh, that time frame here in the United States too. You know, I I like um, watching the Nichols Brothers, you know, dance, and you know, of course, the Shirley Temple movies that came out, sure. and so. Uh, but you kind of started to see those things fade away, you know, after the 1950s where different types of genres so you just started to come in and take place. So, But, yeah, we'll uh, have some time to talk about the rancheras and the, all those types of movies that were being made after and all the actors that, that, that uh, came to play like uh, Vicente Fernandez and and um, actors like that. Well, and then you became, you know, just as you had... Uh, here in the United States in the 1960s, 1970s, you know, the, the TVs were not the rare thing to have in the t in the home, but they were becoming more and more. Yeah, and, it, you know, that was, 
you know, even you'd go out to the barbershops, there'd be a TV, you'd go, you know, wherever there were, you know, that you had those. So then the culture started going, uh, and you didn't, it wasn't going to the movies every week was your way of getting that inf- influence, you know. Because yeah, it was in your home. Yeah. It was in your home, and there was other ways. And so we started to see that, uh, and then, you know, you started to have more immigration into the into other parts of the United States, you know, that you didn't have uh, in the past, well, too. I think that's why these movies did so well here in the United States, too, because they didn't have to go out and find an audience. The audience was already here. You had so many Spanish-speaking people, you know, in California, uh, Nevada, U- uh, Utah, Arizona, mm-hmm. Texas. New Mexico. Yeah, New yeah. Mexico, all, you know, all Colorado, those southern states. Yeah. And, you know, and even even into uh, places like Michigan and uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. A lot of Hispanic people, they're Chicago. Chicago is what I was kind of yeah. thinking because I know at the time there was a lot of mm-hmm. uh, 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 that was becoming into to Michigan, mm-hmm. into the Midwest, mm-hmm. and with a lot of the jobs and things yeah, there. And, yeah. and so, you know, with the uh, beginning of the, the civil, I mean, the uh, Mexican Revolution, you know, in 1910, so many people left to Mexico, too. So between that time period, 1910 to 1920, you know, as the war was was raging in Mexico, and even after, you know, till five years after, people were still coming. Uh, and so they didn't have to come out and find that audience. That audience was already here. So it was easy for them to transition from Mexico into the United States. So uh, the golden age of uh, Mexican cinema. Thank you, Kathy. Well, thank and- you. And uh, we'll be back with you again next week. And uh, coming up next here, uh, we've got an encore of uh, uh, the, uh, our uh, radio drama from the West, uh, Roscoe Taylor. And then uh, we've got an encore tonight with Crypto uh, Park Services from our live uh, uh, radio uh, uh, folks. Are not, they're taking an encore tonight, and uh, they'll be back with us next week. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is uh, Rob Burke. I'll be back with you as the Wiz tomorrow night uh, playing Vinyl Confessions and uh, lots more great stuff this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting uh, your community radio station here in San Marcos, Texas. Y'all have a wonderful evening and be safe.